I mean, these are kook, cult, demons, hardcore evil. I mean, these people are flaming scum, wild, crazy, dangerous people, just like the Nazis, the Soviets, all of them. Pol Pot killing 31% of Cambodia, murdering anybody that could read or write or wear glasses. You're like, why'd he do that? Because he's a flaming loon. They like it. They like black uniforms and torturing children. They do it all over the world. I see it all. Seven, they can't in Holland. Yeah. So fuck them. <laughs> yeah, that's a major downside. Not being able to buy booze twenty four seven. Yeah. Mhm. Mm One of the many reasons I want to produce my own. Um. So, uh, I am here, uh, joined on this episode sixty one, possibly. Uh, we're getting ever closer to the funny number. Um of the No Real Libertarian podcast, uh, and we have yet to have a single real libertarian on. Um, <laughs> I am joined once again by uh, my friend Pavel, a.k.a. Lisbegistus, uh, who have had talked Bulgaria and European politics with uh, a fair few times now, and a uh, new guest to the show, uh, Roth Burdian, uh, who I will now refer to as Masha, because Roth Burdian is much too long. Thank too you. many words. Thank you um, for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And I am, of course, also joined by my spectacular uh, cryptid co-host, Dr. Moods. So we will be covering uh, kind of some history, I guess, of socialism in Russia and Eastern Europe. Um, and some of the experiences of these two fucking... Uh, Polacks uh, who have lived under it. Wrong country. Or, well, it's all the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, like, a lot of people do assume that I'm Polish because I have a Polish last name. So when, mm. like, Polish people meet me, they think I'm from Poland. And I have to be like, no, I just have a Polish last name. And then they ask why. I'm like, because I'm an Eastern European lot. I don't know. Like, that side of the family is my true side of the family. But my last name is Polak. Which makes no sense. With um, your last name is Polak. So my last name is the Don't word for Polak in Polish. Oh, okay. And I guess it's if anybody like wants to Google and dox me, it's already easy. Uh, so I guess it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm head of Lyskus or something. <laughs> that, that's uh, Lyskus is my pagan name, so. Ah. Mm. Yeah, I just go by Bullshito uh, <laughs> or Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any fucking pagan names. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just a drunk. <laughs> it's the same thing, really. Um, what's that? It's the same thing, really. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm more about the booze and less about the audiology. <laughs> Which is probably healthier. I mean, my liver disagrees. Yeah, but... Um, well, so... it doesn't have any political opinions, so it doesn't have any political rights, so it can't... Uh, nobody cares if well, it disagrees. I mean, I don't know. I think rights, it would like though. to argue, but then <laughs> it can't. Organs aren't uh, people. Yeah, I mean, the rights uh, of the liver is what the liver is willing to defend. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so... Um, 
let's see, I guess let's get started with a little bit of an introduction on um, what your your knowledge slash experience is with um, socialism or, or living in post-socialist countries. So, Pavel, you and I have talked a fair bit about the situation yep. in Bulgaria, so you're Most Bulgarian. Mm -hmm. Give us a little bit of a, 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 a TLDR of what the fuck is Bulgaria um, yeah, so and, and like what's the deal. So Bulgaria is a country in southeastern Europe founded in the year 681. For those who can count, that's uh, 1300 years plus. So we've been around for a while. Uh, eh. Yeah. Uh, so at one point, we kind of sort of did a little bit of the fascism for a little bit because it was fashionable at the moment. Uh, but not quite fascism, but sort of. It was, but it wasn't. Uh, and then the Red Army invaded. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Uh, and then our army left and went to fight the Germans because we switched sides as the Red Army was invading. Because they didn't want to be in the same place with the Red Army. <laughs> right. Wait, and what? It... Right, so while you were being invaded you decided to take an offensive on on germany yes on different people yeah yeah because that's pretty because we thought that if we if we did the red army maybe wouldn't be quite as uh uh insistful on staying too long which ended up being right, right. and uh, yeah was that very effective i mean uh i showed you the picture of the Red Army Monument in Sofia, so it's still there. <laughs> yes. uh, for those, uh, just to describe it, it's uh, the, Red the Red Army Monument in Sofia is the most heavily surveilled uh, piece of uh, land in Bulgaria. It has cameras everywhere, security everywhere, all paid by the Russian embassy. Because for some reason, Russia, which is uh, not the Soviet Union, mm -hmm. and considers its national holiday the day it liberated itself from the Soviet Union, really insisting on keeping the yeah. memory of the Soviet Union alive for some yeah. reason. Can I add uh, a really bad joke? Sure. That one that I told you I was going to make <laughs> and I've already apologized for in, um, you know, advance. Um, there is a Russian joke that says, a chicken is not a bird. Bulgaria is not a foreign country. Yeah, that's funny. Except for the Bulgaria right? <laughs> it rhymes in Russia. Uh, yeah. The, the thing yeah. about that one is that when we wanted to join the yeah. Soviet Union, they didn't want us. Yeah. Because yeah. we're just uh, we're a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, also, right. so the thing about uh, the Red Monument, so Russia pays for all the security, whatever, because we just keep vandalizing it. Like we painted it in right. Ronald McDonald colors. Uh, we Ooh. put uh, Pussy Riot uh, Balaclavas on the heads of the soldiers. We painted it red one time. We painted it purple with the 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 words in Czech uh, Bulgaria apologizes because we helped the Soviet Union invade Czechoslovakia in 69, 68, which is probably the worst thing we did back then. Uh, so that's it. We got invaded because we were allied with Germany. After we got bombed by the U.S. and Great Britain, by the way, it was a, a fun few years, right? The war was uh, a lot of fun for everyone. Um, 
and then the funny thing about that by the way a few days before the red army invades the communist party organizes a coup and takes over the government the coup is led by the guy who organized the previous coup that made bulgaria fascist so he hmm. made bulgaria fascist then he came back and made bulgaria communist i mean that's often how it goes you know yeah but we're we're talking about quite literally a the the tsar needs to be in power and needs to have more authority and then uh, we need to get rid of the tsar well yeah okay that's a big difference yeah yeah i mean M mussolini's uh, guys went the other way around uh, mussolini was a socialist originally yes yeah exactly and then he turned to socialism more fashionable yeah, so that's how it went. 45 years in 1989, uh, what happened was Romania made a, uh, a factory for uh, a chemical plant. The chemical plant produced a lot of ammonia and it made everything stink. But because it's right on the border, it made uh, a Bulgarian city really uninhabitable, basically. And people got up and started protesting for the first time ever. And that grew into wider protests and by the 10th of November of 1989 uh, the Bulgarian Communist Party took down the dictator and the next day people were in front of uh, the party building demanding elections uh, so for the first time in 45 years. I mean not the first time we had elections before but there were like those really special elections where the Communist Party wins 99.9% .9 of the votes. So. Mm. Yeah, and they're the only ones on the ballot. Maybe, maybe the like the agricultural union is there, but you know nobody votes for them. So that's how it worked. So that's how 1989 worked. And then a few months later, I was born, and that was before we changed the name from People's Republic to just the Republic of Bulgaria. So I have that on my birth mm -hmm. certificate, and I have basically eight months of socialism in my in my life. <laughs> And it wasn't human <laughs> socialism because the, yeah. So right. that's the. So, you're no longer considered people then, since it's uh, <laughs> just a republic of Bulgaria. Well, that's the problem with the word republic. It means by the people. So, the having mm. the name People's Republic is a really stupid thing, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. the that's the official story. But mm -hmm. if we go into the details, which we will do later. Uh, it's much more interesting about how that whole thing happened. So, Masha, you want to go ahead with what yeah. you remember? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't have any of the broader picture to tell you about it, but I just probably don't need to tell you about the broader picture. Um, yeah, I all, was. <laughs> we all, all uh, watched the cartoon of Animal Farm when we were kids. Yes, so. yes, um, exactly. So, I was born in Moscow in 1994. Um, I was born when actually a lot of people were choosing not to have kids. So my, you know, class size was always smaller than the kids younger and older than us. And when my parents chose to have me, they had like a lot of people ask, like asking them, why are you choosing to have kids now? And my parents were like, well, life happened this way. We're having kids now. Um, and um, and, you know, partially the reason why a lot of people were not having children at the time was because people had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. 
Um, there is a song by a Russian band called DDT. It's DDT. And like, and it talks about the fall coming and how it's getting darker and nobody knows what's going to happen. We have, by the way, just to yeah, do, so, uh, mm-hmm. we yeah, have, no. we have a band with the same name. Oh, DDT, but like, yes, the, have, you know, Bulgarian version of DDT. Yes. And they have a very famous song mm-hmm. called, uh, one is called, uh, life is a square dick. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But like, right. So I was born at a time when it, the future looked really uncertain. My parents would tell me that like they, it was really expensive to buy meat and, you know, prices were fluctuating all over the place. And, um, but, but right. I wasn't, I was physically there. I wasn't mentally there to really, you know, experience it. Mm. It's more the case of right on my birth certificate. It says Jew. Mm-hmm. So under dad, it says Russian. Under mom, it says Jew. Under me, it says Jew. Um, right. So, but what actually ended up happening was that a lot of people like my family used it to their advantage because when you apply for a refugee green card to move to the U.S., you can show these papers and you can say, look, I am a minority in my country and I don't feel oh. safe, Right. So in like 2002, my family began the application process. And this is kind mm-hmm. of layered on top of um, my uncle had already left Russia in 1992. He was a nuclear physicist and a Jew. And he got a job in the US and he moved the fuck away. And like in 2002, my um, aunt and my cousin followed and my family began the application process as well. So it really helped our application that we had family members here, right? Because when you apply mm-hmm. for like a refugee green card, it's kind of, you know, it's like a 15% chance. And it really heavily depends on who's interviewing you and what ties you have and who can vouch mm-hmm. for you and all that stuff. But my family pretty much had a plan that we're gonna apply to the US if we can't make it to the U.S., we'll apply to Israel because Israel will take us. But if things are too bomby in Israel, because right, like this was the early 2000s, we'll go to Germany yeah. because Germany is also willing to take you if you have a lot of Jewish certificates in your name. Because ah. Germany well, feels guilty, and Germany's like, "We're so sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll give no, you some welfare." No, no. Right? They're just they're just restocking for next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, so, but like to backtrack what the, the, the number one thing that I have seen for growing up under former socialism is that I have seen the healthcare system. Mm. I, and I have seen the healthcare system for cancer in Russia. I have seen the healthcare system in America for cancer. Um, it is really, really depressing, right? Because how like any government system works in Russia is that you pay everybody under the table. Say that you get a speeding ticket. You offer a cop more money than the ticket is worth. The cop takes it, you keep driving, right? Say mm-hmm. that you have a son and he's of age to be recruited for the mandatory two-year draft. You pay a lot of people a lot of money so your son doesn't have to serve in the army for two years, right? 
Yeah. When it's a healthcare system, you pay everybody under the table. So when my mom had cancer, she gave nurses cash for shots, right? She, mm-hmm. like, you just, like, it's just cash for everything. But the really sad thing is that, right, when you have this sort of really like, oh, it's free, but you pay for everything system. Yep. That's kind of the worst about worlds. There is a cap at how good the service can be. And if you're not rich enough to go out of the country, a lot of people die when they could have lived, right? So my mom was mm-hmm. fine because her cancer was operable and, you know, she got by. But like for, you know, example, my grand my grandpa could have lived, right? Be- but yeah. he was too old for anybody to operate on him. And he wasn't that old. He was in like 70 something, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of see, like, you see firsthand that there is a limit on how much money can get you. Whereas Mm -hmm. then you move here and you're like, wait a second, even if you go into debt, you have a chance to live and die in dignity, right? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and, And so whenever people talk to me about like, oh, but in these countries, healthcare is free. I just want to say, I hope you never get to compare side by side what it was like to have, fam- like what it was like to have family with cancer in Russia versus what it was like to have people with cancer the ones mm-hmm. you love here. Because I saw my grandpa and my mom had have cancer in Russia. I saw my dad have cancer here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, you just, you like as a kid you you get to see it you get to experience it in in sense of like oh well i hope my family members don't die right yeah and only later you kind of realize it's um like oh um it was operable or like or like you could have had a better quality health care if you Mm -hmm if it wasn't this weird thing where everybody's paying out of pocket, but at the same time, the government is supposedly subsidizing it, but then the cap of quality is so low. And then mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, I'm kind of like rambling, but that's kind of how I would summarize it is that I, like my childhood was fine, but at the same time, what it really mattered, it like, it really mattered. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, uh, my first question, circle back to uh, something we discussed a little bit earlier, is that uh, you lived in Russia, Mm -hmm. but you were, or you have like both Jewish and Polish descent, right? I mean, the Polish thing, I am like, right, I have the Polish last name. My Mm -hmm. great, so my grandpa's dad spoke fluent polish and died in a government jail Mm. so he may have been from poland he may have been a polish spy he may have been i have no idea right but my i mean yeah but that is also the yeah dies in the government jail in russia is a fairly typical combination yeah yeah so that too yeah so that's basically my question being well at least having a polish last name and being Jewish, yeah. were your parents trying extra hard to get you like put in a labor camp? 
Yeah. This, uh... They didn't stop Bolson this year, by the way. They got rid of them for a while. Yeah. They, they just got back. They just uh, they just added a new wall that allows prisoners to do labor in Russia. Yeah. That's brand new. Never done before yeah. in Russia. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and by the way, to bring back to the military service thing, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. people, people paid to go to the army because, oh, the really? service in the, in, because the service in the Navy was three years. Oh, wow. That's funny. Oh. Right. Yeah. It's a better alternative then. Wait, yeah. and do you know how sad also, it is? It's the like, Navy. Like, there are so many young men that in Russia do the sort of obligatory two year service and end up killing themselves. Oh, mm. sad. I mean, they say they killed themselves, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not convinced because some of the I stuff mean, I've read. I mean, yeah. you you really get fucked up there. Uh, yeah. The you get uh, you get introduced to discipline by the stick immediately. Mm. Just just so you're used to it from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, also, just to. Um, by the way, in 2008, when I was 18, mm-hmm. I got one of those letters, mm-hmm. but because we were getting rid of the draft the same year, I didn't. Oh, I, that's so lucky I for I just you. fucking ignored it. Yeah, except yeah. I still got it, and oh. there was still a draft when I got it. So technically, I committed a uh, jailable offense so, and got away with it. So yeah, I'm technically a draft dodger, so... Yeah. Oh, I've doxed myself. You've revealed your crimes. Uh, we're off to a good start. Listen, the Bulgarian army can't even keep a plane in the air. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and a pilot just died like this week. It's, it's uh, yeah. We can talk about that a bit later if you guys care about the story of that one because it's it involves Russia as well. All right, so. Um... I see where so I'm kind of curious. I'm maybe Pavel, you can enlighten me some of this, but what what kind of changed in uh, many of the well now post Soviet countries after uh, the war came down? Uh, every country is pretty different. For example, in Romania, they started shooting at each other and ah, they shot yes, their dictator. We call these the Balkans. Mm. I mean, Romania is. Technically the Balkans, but technically not. Uh, it's like the spicy Balkans. Hold on a second. It's... <laughs> oh dear. I mean, they didn't. They didn't get conquered by the Ottomans, so they barely count. Uh, they were, uh, they were under Hungarian control for a while. Uh, My laptop is about to die. I think Shit, we lost Bolshito. Uh oh, yes, Give me a few seconds. Uh, and I'll get it's the okay, charger. It's okay, I the story, but it was his question. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I will... And we are back after technical yes. difficulties. Thank you for that, Dark Tom. The technical difficulty uh, being that you're retarded. Hmm. Yeah, well, which uh, you're welcome for making you retarded. I mean, two things are can be true at once you know so yeah um we had a pretty good time talking <laughs> where we were left off before my laptop died because i'm retarded and also because dark time woods likes to interfere with things mm-hmm. uh is i was asking you pavel mm-hmm. what exactly happened with all the countries 
um, after the wall fell? Well, obviously, Germany became communist after yeah. the wall fell. Yeah. Uh, Poland became something. Uh, a bunch of countries became multiple countries. Mm -hmm. Romania started, people started shooting at each other and they shot their dictator, which props on them because that guy was especially bad. Uh, and we uh, burned a government building down. Hmm. I mean, we didn't burn it down, but we wooded it and started a fire. And hmm. then we let the mafia run everything. Ah. Italian style. And, and then we got to the previous couple podcasts we did with you. So, yeah. Uh, and Russia, of course, that's a whole different story. But if we go into, because I can talk about Bulgaria specifically and not so much about the other countries. Uh, and obviously Yugoslavia, which was, wasn't part of the Warsaw Pact, but it was sort of its own type of socialism, I guess, uh, became seven different countries or I lost count. It's some number of countries. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of stuff happened. Uh, we can talk a bit about how uh, the transition was essentially planned. Like nobody was really caught off guard by it, except maybe, I don't know, some of the, I mean, Germany might have been, <laughs> but certainly the uh, the Bulgarian establishment wasn't. They were planning for this. Uh, and in fact, the way it happened was um, three members of the party sort of uh, were planning a coup. One of them went to Moscow to get an OK from Russia. One of them went to the US pretending to be going for a deal with Coca-Cola in order to talk to the State Department there. Got an OK from the US like, OK, we're not going to we, we get it, you're going to be doing something, we're not going to interfere, whatever, we're not going to freak out by stuff. We're just warning America, basically, to, okay, stuff's going to happen, don't freak out. Mm -hmm. That's important thing to do. And then they they let the, you know, Todor Zhivkov, the dictator, give his speech, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he gave his speech, and then when he was done, they were like, uh, we're going to have to ask you to resign. And then he resigned, and then they put him under house arrest. And uh, then they proceeded to uh, attempt to keep the Socialist Party in power, even though that was obviously not going to happen. Uh, but it, it goes even further than that, because Stolozhivkov himself had a plan, which obviously didn't work, uh, because he got deposed. And his plan started in the early 80s, when he actually started the ethnic cleansing in Bulgaria. Ooh, uh, funnily enough... Uh, we didn't talk about the hypocrisy of communism and modern Western communists who are really uh, pro uh, anti-racism and anti-homophobia and how Eastern European dictatorships were very racist and very homophobic. Based? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't talk about it. I don't know if we'll get to that, but basically what they were doing was forcing all the Bulgarian uh, Turks to... Uh, change the name to Bulgarian ones mm. and even changed the names on tombstones, which was this. Wow, you know, that sounds so dark. Yeah, uh, bombs started exploding at one point, so uh, and even Moscow was embarrassed and were like, 
that's one of the reasons why they agreed for, to the coup mm -hmm. because like that that makes uh that makes the soviet union look bad like one of their closest allies is embarrassing itself in in that way mm -hmm. so things got really bad that way but other other plans were made there were plans to liberalize the economy of course that worked in china but didn't work here mm -hmm. uh, they were planning to do it kind of that way uh there were plans to centralize the justice system even more that one worked perfectly because they did it after the war fell so right. they snuck it in uh the idea was to make the we talked about the chief prosecutor in bulgaria and how he has insane amounts of power and can't be removed basically and he can accuse anybody of anything and if he decides he doesn't want to prosecute something he doesn't so you can commit a crime and all you have to do is convince the guy that uh, not to touch you right what actually that thing happened last year the health ministry uh, bought uh like a million and a half defective masks from china and gave it to all the medics. Those masks oh, had no certificates, no whatever testing or whatever. And uh, journalists discovered this and sent a signal to the prosecution. The prosecution basically said, uh, they, they told the ministry, please obey the law. The ministry said, okay, we will. And then the prosecution stopped its investigation because the ministry said, okay, we will, we will obey the law. Mm -hmm. Because that's... I want to do that one day, right? I want to break the wall, and then when they come for me, I want to say, <laughs> uh, okay, I will obey the wall now. And have yeah. them go. That's... So that's the, the reason that happened was because 40 years ago, basically, the plan was to make this figure of the chief prosecutor untouchable and to centralize power in him and, of course, keep him as an instrument of the dictatorship. Mm -hmm. uh, because before that, the chief prosecutor was elected by the People's Assembly and yeah, the People's Assembly didn't have any power really and it voted the way it was told, but it was still the People's Assembly. Uh, so it was still a, a parliament. Mm -hmm. uh, it had one party in it, but whatever. It, it was it was it wasn't one guy getting appointed appointed by whatever uh, whatever means uh, they can come up with. So they did that. Uh, and they that's basically a Soviet idea because that's how the Vyshinsky prosecution in Russia worked. If you know your history of Russia, you know that the chief prosecutor during Stalin's time was a guy named Vyshinsky, who basically said uh, one of his famous phrases was, uh, confession is the mother of justice. Which... Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because if you're tortured <laughs> enough, right? And, yeah. And if... <laughs> you make a confession, that's yeah. And you can you can read some of his writing on his idea of justice. Basically, his idea was fundamentally different from the Western idea of due process and stuff like that. His idea was justice is the process by which the state enforces uh, the the goals of the revolution. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that its its purpose wasn't to bring justice the way we understand it in the West. Its purpose was to implement the revolution. And yeah. that sort of same same structure and same mentality is still alive and well in Bulgaria today uh, in the, the prosecution. And that's the biggest political problem we're having right now. There's tents in front of the Hall of Justice with people protesting this guy. Uh, people want a reform. It's going to take a constitutional assembly probably, which is a, a fucking nightmare to put together. Um, but that's it, right? They had that plan. Plan B was for the security services 
because everybody kind of know okay if the regime falls the security services are going to go with it the idea was the security services uh, there's actually an amazing documentary you can watch on youtube i think it has english subtitles it called uh, once upon a time in the east it's based on the books by this guy georgi stoyev who was a mafia enforcer in the 90s and 2000s and once he he got a kid and got out of the game he started writing all these books he, where he named names, taught everybody how the Bulgarian Mafia was structured, how it was created. Uh, it's it's history, basically. And we know it's true because in 2008, he got shot in the head. So we right. know it's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he basically claims that the, the way it happened was before the war fell, if you were an athlete, and you wanted to compete abroad. I mean, not wanted. You were sent to compete abroad by the state if you were a wrestler or something. You always had uh, a state agent following you to make sure you don't defect. Uh, and this state agent, they, they call them briefcases because they they work themselves like luggage behind the, the athletes. So these guys went uh, all over Europe, America, whatever, wherever there was a big uh, competition, Olympic Games or whatever. And they would, uh, you know, buy stuff that you can't uh, get in Bulgaria and bring it back illegally and sell it on the black market. So eventually the, the wrestlers got in on it as well. It's sort of like uh, enforcers in the schemes and got used to the state security agents. And when the 90s came, uh, the state suddenly stopped paying them because it didn't have any money for wrestlers. And now we have a huge number of wrestlers, boxers, uh, rowers and whatever who were out of a job basically and all of them need money because they don't want to go back to the villages where they were booked from and they start running the streets and of course all of them know a bunch of state agents uh, because they've worked with them before and they sort of get recruited into these groups of gangsters get recruited by these state agents who some of them are out of the system now some of them are still in the system but they also still have this connection and now they're running the entire uh, economy basically uh, they start bankrupting banks uh, after taking huge loans and not paying them back so here's how it works you start taking a lot of phones from a bank the banks go bankrupt and you keep the money mm-hmm. it's a great system so a lot of people made a lot of money that way uh, uh, new rich people who because suddenly we have capitalism so a bunch of people started making money uh, one day, one of them ordered all the cars of the new rich people to be gathered up and then sold back to the people who they were stolen from. And not only sold, but also insured by them because it's a protection racket, so it's insurance companies. Uh, all the, uh, all of the uh, shops and all of the cafes and all of the restaurants and all of the hotels had like insured by this and that company. All of these companies were run by wrestlers. These insurance companies they were either insurance companies or security companies one of them was called ipon uh, which if you know your karate terminology that means knockout in in japanese uh, that company was handling the security of total Zhivko because he's deposed now and under house arrest but they dropped the charges because of course they did uh, and he needed a bodyguard so they got this company to be uh, to handle his security and this company was run by Boyko Borisov, who we've talked about quite a bit now. He's mm, the yes. former prime minister of Bulgaria up until two months ago, even though everybody still treats him like he's still the prime minister. Uh, 
famously he uh, left the the uh, he was a firefighter so he had to leave the firefighting because they were depoliticizing the interior ministry and he didn't want to leave the communist party so they said either you leave the party or you leave the ministry and he was like i'm keeping the party and he was the bodyguard of that guy meanwhile every second word out of this guy this guy's mouth is vote for me so the communists don't come for you uh, basically so uh, all of these people the entire political class the entire economic elite are creations of the state security apparatus who in the 90s basically privatized themselves so i'm pretty sure the same thing happened in russia although it happened maybe happened a little bit differently uh you know the kgb basically became the oligarchy like putin we know it was a uh, yeah i mean he yeah was, like he, he like a, he is their boy yeah i mean not really i mean he was a he was some wannabe guy who wanted to join because he was kind of a fanboy and they mm-hmm. told him you know get a law degree maybe we'll find a place for you and they sent him to germany where he worked behind a desk and the only thing they did there was uh like like i said like just buy western stuff and sell it back home for petty yeah. cash so that's yeah. what he did that's that's the super spy we're talking about but those sorts of people ended up running these countries uh in a lot of cases uh just that that apparatus that security apparatus like that's why i keep warning americans like uh guess what's going to happen when you defend the police uh have fun with that yeah (laughs) yeah uh that's gonna be a lot of fun if you ever get to that point because suddenly a lot of cops without a job what are you gonna do they're not just gonna stop stealing Mm. (laughs) yeah or they're not gonna like stop like copying licking the boot sorry to say but not i mean yeah their job was effectively to steal like they yeah what was that saying uh it's uh, a friend of mine on twitter told it it was in the czechoslovak saying but i think we have it here it's if you're not stealing from your employer you're stealing from your family yeah (laughs) so that's basically how the entire thing works right you you need to pay all those bribes, but you don't have money to bribe so you just steal the money and the people who who take the bribes also do it because you know the people in the hospital who took all those bribes they yeah because to, they needed to they feed their family to. right because right right because like say yeah. like if a government's not paying a doctor enough yeah and i know that enough is a really big term but if it's not paying a doctor what a market would pay a doctor the doctor is going to look to the market too yep right like and it's sort of kind of built in it's the same thing with the cops right the cops are expecting that their income will be largely people they stop for tickets and give them cash right yeah mm-hmm. so like like and like and i i feel like i'm coming across weirdly like anti-capitalist when i talk about it and i don't want to but it, it just oh, it, i can shoot on like, capitalism yeah. all they want because it's yeah yeah it's not the free market so uh, we can shoot on it yeah, yeah. this is officially an anti-capitalist like, okay. podcast you know no no <laughs> yes i i, I didn't God, mean yeah, to lead us into this direction let me just point this way uh i was thinking how do we start the podcast before and i was thinking okay we're all going to sit down and give everybody's going to give their definition of what they think communism is and the definition i was going to give was imagine if amazon was a country <laughs> oh god but well, that sounds so much more efficient though than what 
had happened, right? Because it's like, say, like somebody kneecapped Amazon, and then we also paid money to Amazon. Right. Yeah, it couldn't give us good services. I mean, right? Like, like, like if an inefficient Amazon had run the country, I feel like that's how it's not about the efficiency. It's about the fact that uh, people pee in bottles. Yeah. Because they don't have any rights. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, but look, and also, and also, they have a, they have a, they have a space program. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: like, I'm a capitalist, so I don't give a fuck how much your employees have to pee in bottles. As far as I know, or as far as I care, they can piss in their pants. Um, I just want this fucking case of beer that I ordered, or this fucking new mic, because honestly, this one is shit. Uh, mm-hmm. to arrive later that day. And I don't care how many black people you have to put in jail for that. Uh, I just want my microphone and I want mm-hmm. to pay bare for it. So, like, I feel... I, I don't know. I feel like if it were communism, not only would you have to lock up half the population to do it and force them to work and make them pee in bottles, but also my microphone would arrive six months later. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or your parent would, or your parent would develop cancer faster, or yes. your grandparent but, uh, would die, was, right? Like, right. the point was, it's a highly centralized, highly uh, hierarchical structure. It's basically a police state. It's a surveillance state. They're really into surveillance, and they have a space program. Right. And oh, the person so in like charge is a, is a fucking weirdo. So. Do they have a space force though? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, Shame. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound that bad, you know. It's. (laughs) I mean, it's it's basically the same as what we have in Norway, except you can actually pay to get things instead of just not getting things. Yeah. Right. Like I, I feel like that's that's like the saddest thing. Is that like, right, when you are talking to a surgeon and you say, like, we're willing to pay more, and the surgeon is just saying, like, I can't, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, well, we don't have the money to, like, go to Germany. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, well, I guess he dies, right? Right. right? Like, I, I, like, I feel like that's kind of what I was trying to get at is that, like, I am, like, a lot of people talk this way about, like, Mexico, actually, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to live in Mexico? Because even though the government is super, like, corrupt, you can pay for services under the table and blah, 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 right? But, like, it's it's kind of like a case for, like, well, if it's not a free market, the sort of quality cap is dangerously low, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And when, and then, like, one, like, and when it's a system of, um, well, it could only go so far. It's like it's it's great to be able to pay off your ticket, right? But then, when you can't pay off a surgery, right? Yeah, it's uh, it it's it, it gets yeah. sadder. Mm-hmm. But of course, um, it would be better to have it like that than just you know, uh, not having the opportunity to pay for it in order to get yes, it yes and just like yes yes because how it is here is like it's very similar in in terms of mm-hmm. what the default is except yeah. uh 
the idea of uh, you know under the table payment for government services is not widespread here so doesn't happen yeah which just sounds even worse right because like say that you need something i mean calling norwegian yeah. hospitals uh, health system bad is kind of uh, weird to me because i don't think norwegian hospitals uh, beg on facebook for firewood in the winter well yeah sure but also we're filthy rich to begin with they should be you know it's it's sort of like fucking snow arabs with their own yeah it's it's like compared to how much money is spent on that stuff the quality of care is ridiculous like my my doctor he's barely literate it's crazy (laughs) and and like it, it probably wouldn't get better if I changed which doctor I went to. It's like, yeah, yeah. which is so sad, yeah. right? Like, like I, and, and like, and look, I, I feel like a lot of people that probably do not listen to the show, but a lot of Americans would say, oh, but if I don't have it, oh my gosh, my power's about to die, I'm going to plug my phone, I'm going to, I mean, not my phone, my computer right in, as I was plugged in, I'm so sorry. A, are we supposed to have a battery retard ca- counter now? Okay, um, <laughs> okay, my battery's plugged in, and I didn't even need to announce it to yeah. everybody, I just You're got so anxious. smarter than Bushido. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, okay, so like. very low bar. <laughs> <laughs> I am not smarter than Bushido, believe me, I am a woman after all. Um, <laughs> But but like a lot of a a lot of like Americans might say that like oh but if you don't have a good health insurance plan you might go into debt right mm-hmm. and like it meant so much to me that here in America my dad died with dignity mm-hmm. and we tried to do everything we could for him mm-hmm. and it was on a health insurance plan but oh my god like we would have paid right so. Like, like, if there was something to pay for, it would be this. Basically, and the fact I... that you could, like, yeah. the ability to pay for it, the ability to pay for it is so, so meaningful. To, to summarize, basically, if I understand you right, you're saying that uh, talking about, uh, say, medical problems, if you don't yeah. have enough money in America, you will go into debt. Yes, um, yes. And if you don't but, have... But, but like, so, wait, you wait, can wait, try. Wait, wait. Let me right? finish. Let me finish, woman. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. If you sorry. don't have enough money in socialist Russia or communist Russia, you will go into debt. If you don't have enough money, you're just not going to have the procedures. So you're going to go into debt. Instead of death. Not no, debt, dead. Nobody's no, going to give you a loan. No, I, I mean, like, like, yeah, it's you, up front. Nobody like, gives you a bill. Like, what are you going to go do? Go to go illegally to Germany, find an illegal doctor in Germany and have the procedure? How? Yeah, with money. Like, um, right? It's just a question of, like, you could take out a loan, but who would you pay it to? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and you pay it to the wrestlers, they'll give you a loan. You you pay it to the what? The wrestlers. They'll give you a loan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, but like, but like, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's not so much of like the loan issue. It's more like the ability of somebody to provide a service issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, because like, look, my dad was 68 when he died in America. 
my grandpa was like 70 something when he died in Russia. My dad had phase four cancer. Like my grandpa had like phase two. Oh, oh yeah, right? yeah, phase four cancer, not uh, not right? like in phase four radio or you know. No, I yeah. mean like like there is no phase five. Yeah, like yeah. there is no phase five. Like you when you are diagnosed with phase four cancer. Mm you're gonna die it's just a question of when right Right. it was just like amazing to me to see that like the healthcare system in the u.s helped my dad hang on to a functional life Mm -hmm. and he was a functional human being Mm -hmm. that drove to work and he would like pull over to the side of the road and puke and keep driving Mm -hmm. and like people from the hospital called to ask how's he doing right whereas like when my grandpa and my mom were doing chemo in russia it was just a case of like well if they didn't show up they're dead right or like my mom watched the person die in chemo she just saw somebody like having blood you know like having the things pumped into into her blood and she watched the person pass out in their chair and then after a while people came over and they took the body away Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just like, right? And so when people talk about like, oh, but here you go into debt. And it's like, but your family has a chance to live. Yeah. It's uh, your fa- like your family has a chance to die fighting, right? You're, you're projecting uh, sort of Eastern European mentality here because um, Americans think. <laughs> how yeah, so? Let me explain it. Americans okay, yeah. think no matter how good something is, we can always make it way better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. America's always... But like, but I wish they would acknowledge how good it is to begin with. And right. Why, and I'm why? here as somebody like, look, look, and I'm here being like, look, oh, it's so good. My dad died here, right? <laughs> but he died with dignity here, right? Mm-hmm. He died with much like a greater extent of dignity and a fighting chance here than my mom and my grandpa had in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though they were probably like, right, it's just like, right, like if you have the opportunity to pay more for treatment, why wouldn't you think of it as a good thing if the quality of the treatment is going to match the cost? They don't have a a base for comparison. Yeah. Whereas like, whereas like in Russia, right, you could like, there is a cap to how much you can get. And then it's like, well, if we're not going to like illegally get to Germany somehow or get illegally to another country, right? Right? Like, if the quality that you can get is capped by where you live, that's the scariest part. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is sort of the same here. It's uh, when when uh, things are not, you know, the most common. Um, things that you need you you need uh, some uh, rare procedure or something the yeah. Norwegian healthcare system generally doesn't have it but here's yeah. the question does Norway have secondary private insurance uh, as far as I know no we do have some form because of health insurance but it's not in any way similar to what it's in the US uh, you right yeah I mean, if you, if you like, no one's like, uh, 
looking at their health insurance and choosing it based on what they think they might need in the future. It's like either you have health insurance or you don't. It's uh, yeah. Right, because I have I have like secondary insurance which is paid for by my employer. Like it's just part of my pay, basically. It's not. That's cool. uh, It's not like it's not a full package of okay anything that can be done in Bulgaria is gonna be covered. In fact, for a lot of stuff, I'll probably have to pay. Some of it is going to be reimbursed. But there's definitely some basic stuff that you're not going to get from the government without paying. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool like, that it exists. I could, get, I could get an MRI maybe mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. cheap, which, you know, no doctor's really going to give me that, like, just yeah. like that, like, unless I'm in a wheelchair or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the private insurance, I might. So that's the, basically the best of both worlds, right? Uh, for people who absolutely cannot afford to go into debt, get the shitty government stuff, and then everybody else kind of deal with a private insurance system that isn't controlled by an oligopoly of shitheads like in America. Right. Like actually make it free. Actually make it a free yeah. market system. Yeah. Which uh, but the American one is completely retarded. But. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I said. Uh... If you need something that's a rare procedure, something that doesn't, you know, fit the one size fits fits all that yeah. uh, the Norwegian healthcare system is based on, uh, you either need to be able to afford it or uh, uh, like afford to travel into some other country if it's allowed and get it there. Or you simply don't get it. There's no alternatives. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's illegal for like private uh, healthcare providers to do the more, you know, um, the more advanced stuff at all. Just which, which is so sad, right? Because like, say that you need something for your health or for your loved one's health. And you either have to find a way to break the law or you have to find a way to get permission from a foreign country to enter into that foreign country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and, and, right. and, and by permission. the time you, oh, oh right. No, but, but, but like, right. Like, but like, what are you going to do? Like crawl over the border once it's dark or. I mean, you can you can shoot your government and get Russia to join the EU. That's gonna be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a great move. It is right because now we can compete with uh, China maybe a little bit better <laughs> because we won't have to pay for all that gas too much because you know yeah. you know how how uh, Russian gas prices are decided. It's, yeah, uh, you you twist the hands as much as you can. And then you twist as much as you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I feel like the option to like either get involved with Russia in the EU and win the competition or or like compete with China, or not involve Russia in the EU and not compete with China. It's like some fucking impossible kind of Michael Malice poll. <laughs> I, I really would just like to say neither. But then, yeah, but uh, then. I mean, that's basically. 
<laughs> uh, basically, the West's foreign policy, right? It's uh, we need to do everything in our power to make sure that we can safely ignore Russia. And meanwhile, yeah. Russia is like, uh, you can't ignore me. Look at me. I'm blowing shit up. Yeah. And it's so, also yep. a case of like, right? Like if we take global warming seriously, just for a second, if we take global warming seriously. <laughs> um, I take it very seriously. It rained. Uh, we like, had a, a tropical storm here today. <laughs> Like, like, Russia can extract oil from more places now than it could before, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you think of all the areas in in the north, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's because of global warming, because the ice melted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like, it's going to be a case of, like, you have this, like, provider of oil that is going to be difficult to deal with. And... um, Oh, we almost lost... I think we're so yeah. all still there. Yeah. That we're what? We survived? Yes. Yes. What just happened? Did I miss something? Nuclear war. I Oh nuclear war. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I no, but get, I I need to get my white sheet. Where's I Oh, oh my god, the white sheet! The white sheet joke. Yeah. Wait, can 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 can, can we please tell you guys the white sheet joke? I've, I've called it I've said it before on the podcast by the way, so Oh, Oh, that's so sweet. I have not listened to that podcast yet. I really want to do it. I will search for it right after we're done. Okay, so, but there's this, like, Russian joke that says, what do you do in a nuclear fallout? The answer is, take a white sheet, wrap yourself in it, and crawl slowly towards the cemetery. Well, why slowly? Well, you'll get there soon enough. (laughs) Yeah, I remember right? that one. But when you <laughs> say the white sheets, my heart just went like, somebody knows what I'm talking about. There's, right? uh, there's the other joke about uh, what does the army do when the, the bombs fall? It, what? Uh, it uh, extends its hands so the AK doesn't drip on their boots. That's fucking dark. I love it. I love these kinds of jokes. I recently did like a Twitter thread about them and I was expecting they got a bunch of flack and I didn't, which makes me happy. But if you guys need a real laugh, uh, Google uh, Reagan telling Soviet jokes. <laughs> oh God. Cause I mean, he's an actor. He, he can, he can, yeah. uh, he can set up a scene. He can tell okay. Really well. Guys, why can't you rape a woman in a park? Oh, I think I heard um... Um, no idea. <laughs> I, I know because too I many mean, senior citizens will give you advice on how to do it. Yes, yes. Too many senior citizens will give you ad- advice on how to do right. it. Right. <laughs> uh. Here's my favorite one. Uh, the before this is before the Iraq War. Uh, Iraq buys the latest Russian jet and starts flying it, and it's flying around and it sees. Um, uh, an American F-16 and the, the Iraqi pilot is picking up the manual reading it while he's flying and it says in case of one F-16 press button one he presses button one a missile flies and takes down the plane uh, a little bit later he sees two F-16s he reads the manual in case of two F-16s press button two press set button two two missiles fly shoot down the planes a little bit later an entire squadron of F-16s shows up and he's just Flipping over the manual, looking frantically for what to do, and it says, "In case of a full squadron, <laughs> press the big red button." He presses the big red button. A trapdoor opens on the floor, 
a Russian pops up and says, move over, I'm driving. (laughs) 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 That's good. Here's a joke to sort of summarize the Soviet Union. We wanted the best and everything turned out like it always does. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah. that one was, I know that one too. Uh, Yeah. Oh, we, we can we can just spend the like, hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... Sorry, sorry. I I did not mean to turn this in this way. I'm sorry. This is probably better content. Yeah, than it is. Cancer and capitalism. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're popping out of my head. I can't remember uh... anything. Yeah, I, I also want. Oh. Wait, what was that? Sorry. Oh. There, I uh... can't remember any of the jokes now. Oh. At the at the uh... important moment. Uh-huh. I'll think of one eventually. Yeah. Do you have any more, Marcia? On what? On which uh, topic? Jokes. Fucking jokes. Yeah. Okay. Um, lock your wife and your dog in the trunk of your car for a couple hours. Open it and see who loves you more. Hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, here's one. Here's one. Uh, some guy goes up to uh, some government official and asks him, Comrade, can we? Uh, no, not can we. Uh, do we have a right to do this? He says, of course you have a right to. Uh, you mean it's allowed? Yes, well, of course it's allowed. But can we? Oh, that's a different matter. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So what's written and what's actually it's... Yeah. Yep. I mean, technically, like I said, we had elections. Yeah, yeah, Uh, right. Like, okay, so actually, I wanted to tell you this tale because I think you would appreciate it. So when I was maybe like six or seven years old, I think six, I went to vote with my mom, right? Because like the like elections were held at my elementary school. And my mom was like, yeah, just get into the voting booth with me. And I got in and she was just like, just bubble in whatever you want to because we know who's going to be president, right? Mm -hmm. So the first time I had witnessed voting was like my mom just being like, just like scribble whatever the fuck you want because we know who's going to win. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. We had a couple of elections like that in the 90s, but now it's... uh... It's uh, the cops going to the gypsy neighborhood, arrest a couple of people and instruct them, uh, you know, you know what to do and then leave. And then that neighborhood <laughs> vote a certain way. And that's how elections are won. With, with gypsies? It's a game of percentages. Yeah. yeah. Huh. You must have just, a lot of gypsies then. Half a million maybe. Wow. That's out of seven. quite a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, mo- most of them are in Germany now, so. Yeah. Uh. Why do you say that? Do you say that they moved there, or that the only ones left there? No, it's just everybody's getting out of here today. And like tomorrow, they'll be in the Netherlands, and then the day after, they'll be in Belgium. Oh, okay. I see, because they're gypsies, because they move around. Got it. Got it. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I mean, the thing about them is, um, just like everybody, my my hometown was called the City of Dreams. Because everybody mm-hmm. dreams of getting the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. So, uh, 
So that's how it works. Uh, Everybody's anybody who can. Uh, I mean, especially after we open the borders, like everybody's just getting the fuck out. Uh, we're the yeah. the fastest shrinking population in Europe. Oh really? Of, I did not of, know that. Yep. Uh, we used to be a bit over eight million mm-hmm. in '89. Now we're just under seven. Oh wow! wow. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, as opposed to yeah, uh, around World War Two, in which there was a different population, which was the fastest shrinking uh, population in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the population of Europe isn't shrinking; it's moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I, w- I wish it was the Dutch that were the fastest shrinking because they're tall as fuck. Except you, Thomas, of course. That's like, you're like a dwarf compared to me, at least. Wait, how tall are you, Thomas? Uh, about six foot, but. Um, we just fine for Please don't <laughs> use retardees when speaking to Europeans. 185. Okay, uh, thank you. In, in real yeah. measurement. Yeah, so um, I am. I'm gonna look it up. So I feel like, right, since moving to the U.S., I haven't left Celsius, but I have, you know, converted to feet really quickly. Right. We live in the space age. We have lasers. We don't need to measure yeah. distance with our feet. Yeah. I think Rothbardians <laughs> just really likes feet. It's, uh... yeah. <laughs> no. I don't get that feet thing. So I am one point seventy four meters. If you yeah. take from feet to yeah. that's uh, on the tall size. Meters. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's above average for a woman. Yeah, it's, uh... I guess so. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I'm five seven okay. and feet and one point seven four mm-hmm. meters. Yeah, like in the fuck troll country that you're from, Dark Woods, that's average. But like mm-hmm. in the rest of the world. It's kind of tall. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's above average for women here, actually. But it's like, it's, oh. it's still normal, you know. Yeah. 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 It's it. They. Yeah. It's uh, different for you know me, who, I'm I'm very tall. Uh, and you're think, how tall? Uh, uh, I seem to have shrunk like two centimeters the last two years or something, but I'm, <laughs> which makes me like 193 or something, which is 6'4, I think. Three, 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 yeah. I'm I'm not one foot and ninety three I mean, inches. Is it American feet or is it your European feet? Because it makes a difference. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Americans. This is a problem of like of like using DuckDuckGo. Is that I'm never sure if I'm doing this right. Yeah. It would, which is not a word against DuckDuckGo, but it's a uh, sometimes Google is so much easier, and I've been mm. trying to be a good person and not use Google, but. Sometimes Google is better. I just the Google, Romans, by the way, the, the average Romans, Dutch woman is 1.69 centimeters or meters tall. 1.69? Nice. Yes. I mean, <laughs> and the average man, I mean, I, I know you're tall for a woman, uh, Dutch, that's like, but you also have yeah, uh, short hair and uh, a dark voice for a woman too. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit on the uh, strong side for a woman as mm -hmm. well. So 169 is 5.5. Yeah, so I guess I'm anyway. taller than average. To get back on topic, right, so I guess. The average Dutch man is about <laughs> one, two. To get back on topic, which is so yeah. good, Oh, 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 oh yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I am uh, so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no. Don't apologize. We're ruining his podcast. It's not ours. Yeah. Uh, I, I just apologize it's... for everything because I'm just sorry for, er for yeah. everything. Yeah. You yeah, immigrated well... to the wrong country. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed right. to be bullish and apologetic and completely oblivious. You should have fucking moved to Canada. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's like a side effect of getting circumcised as a kid. You like uh, start to become sorry for everything. <laughs> but I'm just so sorry. Uh, well, what was it? Uh, was it Eigen that was spraying uh, his wife with a spray gun whenever she apologized for something because he didn't like want her to? <laughs> ah, I, I think he said that on one of his podcasts. That that's what he did. Wait, do, do you know how bad it is when people tell you to stop apologizing? Wait, he how didn't, hard he it is tell her. to not apologizing for apologizing? He, he doesn't just... tell her. He sprays her with a water gun. <laughs> okay, that's different. Yeah, it's uh... that's it. It doesn't it, it doesn't get, engage the logical part of the brain. It's a direct message to the to the reptilian. Yeah, that you're supposed to stop. It's it's, it's Pavlovian uh, conditioning. That's exactly what it is. I kind of want to give my boyfriend a water gun now. Uh, <laughs> Just be like, stuck up, I should stop. Yeah. 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 Every, th every time he sees you uh, out of the kitchen, he will spray you. I feel like, although I feel like in my case, I feel like you're going into the kitchen, spray, 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 just let, just like let me cook it. Oh yeah, right? he's the housewife then. He's what? the housewife then. No, it's more just like he'll be like, I can cook this better than you can, so just get out well, of my way. Yeah, but that's just like, I mean. In general, men can do things better than women, but you shouldn't let women do yeah, nothing yeah. regardless, you know? I mean, I've washed the dishes, yeah. right? But better than... So, like... <laughs> what was that song? Uh, it was that song by that Croatian guy, I forget. It's a rap song, it goes something like... Uh, uh, Suave life, kill you with a knife. Uh, do the dishes, woman. You are my wife. <laughs> yeah. And he no. sings it about as good as I did. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Great. Now, Is that uh, the honestly, guy you sent me videos from a while ago? Uh, I've tweeted it a bunch of times. It's mm. it's a Croatian guy, some Serbian guy, some guy from Macedonia, and there were like one of them was singing like, uh, uh, check my suave walk when we were growing up on police who are throwing rocks stuff like that it's, <laughs> it's called soft, soft life mm -hmm. it's it and, starts with like, uh with a gypsy wagon uh driving around uh, and oh uh, just on a loudspeaker saying we're buying cold scrap metal all the uh, car batteries all the uh, kitchen appliances whatever <laughs> which is not I unusual do, <laughs> i do what i add though like 
I, I like that's sort of like a cultural thing that I've seen in myself that I like it only as the years go by that I really begin to like recognize is that I am a lot more fine with like the chat stuff that I feel like a lot of American girls are mm-hmm. is like you're just like like I've lived with a partner before and it's like yeah I'll cook every every, every everything i will do the laundry i'll fold the laundry i'll clean mm-hmm. right and then like if we when you have a partner like i do now who's basically like i can cook this better than you can i will cook this what? and you go wash the dishes i'm like i'm so sorry yes okay. i will of if course you're, if you're going right? if you're going to do that though you have to make sure yeah. he knows how to weld yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You right. you you should probably make sure that your boyfriend isn't your girlfriend. You know that's uh... yeah. Because yeah. like, uh, yeah. in, in the '90s, when all the house robberies were happening, my dad built a steel door out of oh, scrap wow. metal. Oh. So, oh wow! Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Complete well, complete with a secret walk. He also built a secret well, walk. My uh, boyfriend can 3D print me owls. Hmm. Oh, that's wow. cute, but can it stop crooks? <laughs> no. I guess he has to start printing other stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's true. <laughs> right. But like, but but like, it like it, it can like an it's sort of interesting as aspect of this, right? Because we see the culture war pop out a lot, right? But like when you grow up in Eastern Europe and you kind of race with the Eastern European mentality it's it's not either like i'm a trad wife or i'm a feminist it's more like i'll get in the kitchen when you tell me to get in the kitchen mm-hmm. and if you tell me you're better at something in the kitchen i'll just do something else in the kitchen and you're like okay mm-hmm. right yeah. like like you're just so much more or less like restricted and you're just like oh i guess i'll just do this subservient thing what, then because it's better for amazing- you to get back on topic, what an amazing yeah. job has communism done to liberate women in Eastern Europe. Just amazing. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing how every Eastern European country has laws that uh, make it mandatory to beat your wife. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I mean, that how... sounds pretty based. Yeah. It's, uh... I mean, it's annoying because it's fucking noisy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person here living in right now in a uh, concrete panel building. So trust me on this one. It's wild. I mean, it's only loud if you don't hit hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on the woman you have. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, and then there's the other problem because there's some Eastern European women where you don't hit them, it's the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the expression man under the slipper is very common here. Right. Right. Man under the what? The slipper. The slipper. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they mix some Latina women in there. I mean, uh... what? Yeah, if there are any ones listening. I've described like uh, South Americans as basically being Western Balkanites. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. I call yeah. I call I call Tyrant uh, Catholic Bosnia. Yeah. <laughs> Catholic Bosnia, that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I remember talking to uh, a dude from my podcast who used to run with fucking, uh, I think it was fucking Chinese gangs or something. 
like gangs from Chinatown, and um, of all the things that he's scared of most, his wife, who is Latina, is probably on the top of his list. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all these gangsters will just fucking kill me if I, like, like he's out of the game now, but, like, you know, if I fucked him up somehow, they'll just fucking take me out back, put a bullet through my head, and be mm-hmm. done with it. Yeah. But my but wife will beat the living shit out of me. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Big difference. Hmm. Here's something we can talk about. We need to get rid of the Communist Party of China for one specific reason, which is we need a free internet in China so we can get more Chinese redneck videos. Chinese redneck? Redneck videos. But like... like They're called called yellownecks. Yeah, we, we have amazing <laughs> videos of American rednecks doing retarded shit. Uh, we have even better ones of Russian rednecks doing absolutely insane bad shit stuff. We have only a couple of Chinese rednecks doing that on video. Mm. We need more. We need to get okay. rid of the Communist Party. Yeah. Okay. That's... Like, I mean, aren't Chinese rednecks just Tibetans? No, they're fucking... There's... Uh, Chinese rednecks who are just Han Chinese would just go to the city in the mall and take a shit on the escalator. Wow. Which I fucking fucking have to respect that. Yeah, that's that's gold. I mean, that's not not as good as like taking a shit in like the voting booth, but I guess. I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, I I mean, do the Chinese even pretend to have elections? Uh... I have the same question, by the way, because like Russia pretends to have them, right? Like, yeah. you, it's socially acceptable or socially encouraged to go out and vote. Somebody... But then you're like my mom, and you bring the kid into the. Described it by uh, on a podcast recently when we were talking about the difference between Belarus and Russia. In Belarus, nobody uh, in Russia, at least they they count the ballots. What they mm-hmm. announce later. It's something different, but at least they count the ballots. They don't count them in Belarus. Right. Uh, they, mm. in fact, there was like some videos of people walking with sacks of ballots into like counting centers and stuff. Like, like it's it's literally the sacks of ballots. It's literal <laughs> ballot stuffing. Which mm. there were some allegations that that was happening in America, but as far as I can tell, that was maybe a couple of counties, which mm. probably didn't matter at all. So anybody who's talking mm-hmm. about stealing the vote. I, from where I stand, the kind of stuff happening here, it's incomparable. Yeah. Um, yeah, same. Like, I, mean, I would say that there's some shady shit here, but I don't think it's... I mean, it, it would be kind of cool if they did it in America, though. Like, uh, suddenly, you know, uh, uh, a few dozen libertarian shit posters I mean, uh, make, you know, the Mises caucus the biggest party in the entire US because, because they're stuffed yeah. the ballots that, yeah I mean, it's, we, have, we have a voting fraud scheme named after us it's called the Bulgarian train <laughs> so we, we have that achievement, it's very simple uh, one guy stands in front of the, the, vote, the poll station a gypsy mm-hmm. shows up the guy hands him a ballot, pre-filled ballot. The guy goes in, takes an empty ballot, drops the pre-filled one and goes out with the empty one. Hands it to the guy, the guy fills it and hands it to the next gypsy. And that's how it works. It's called the <laughs> Bulgarian train. 
Right. I, I thought the yeah. uh, Bulgarian train was some sort of weird sex position or something, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't have a sex position named after us yet. Oh. Because the church wouldn't <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there, are there any sex positions named after the countries you guys are from? Uh, All of yeah. them. Um, sorry, sorry. I don't have COVID. I'm just coughing. I mean, we're not exactly scared of being infected uh, through the Via Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. yeah. It's like I am, but don't mind. Yeah. I'm just coughing. I mean, there's uh, Norwegian wood, which I'm pretty sure isn't the sex position, but it sounds like one. <laughs> Norwegian wood. That's funny. Uh, I mean. We have like Dutch ovens named. Yeah, now. that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the fucking cooking instrument as well. <laughs> the, the other uh, one. Yeah. Which isn't exactly a sex position, but I'm sure there's people that uh, get off on. Yeah. Like, I mean, basically everyone, everything is someone's fetish. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Well, yeah. And well, considering the Dutch. Uh, or, well, particularly policy in Amsterdam around prostitution. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of uh, kinky shit happening yeah, probably. in and around the Netherlands. Mm. Uh, so I would not be surprised if there's some sort of fucking sex position named after our country, but I don't immediately have one handy. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of hookers, in the yeah. 1950s, we sent all of our hookers into labor camps. Right. Which was, a pretty, ah. which was a pretty shitty movie. Uh, yeah. What did well, they labor as? Yeah. It's like. What? what did they labor as? Uh, as corpses. Ah. Mostly. Oh. oh, well. Lovely. Huh. I mean, I guess that's also someone's fetish, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, we, can, we can talk about the camps. We didn't talk about the camps, so. The camp yeah, system, uh, I can cover that one very quickly, it is in Bulgaria. Uh -huh. uh, it was instituted in the late 50s, rusted until the early 60s. It included uh, about, I don't know, 50,000 people maybe went through them, uh -huh. uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, but again, we're a pretty tiny country and it wasn't for many years. Uh, and the, the way you got into camp is because the government made a list of people who could be sent to a camp without a trial. Mm -hmm. So you didn't even get a kangaroo court, uh, and that list included prostitutes, pimps, black marketeers, uh, speculators, and uh, but of course, if you're not getting a trial, how do you know that the people were prostitutes? Maybe it was just people the cops didn't like. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, of course, there were there were female camps, there were male camps, and there were. There were female uh, guards too, which is the American fetish of we need more mm. labor camps, female labor camps. Yeah. yeah. One of them was especially but black ones. Yeah, but black female. Right. Not black ones, but uh, she was kind of homely, so she wasn't a model. Um, yeah. And the famous story about her was uh, she was very young. She was like 20 or something when she became a guard. And her favorite method of execution was uh, I hope you guys didn't have dinner recently because it's a pretty nasty one uh it was to stick a wooden rod in someone's mouth and push it out the other end 
Right. That's oh, that's how so, they did it. I mean, and she did it personally. Okay, imagine a tiny twenty-year-old girl doing that to a yeah. ja- to a big ass prisoner. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she wasn't in the female camp. Uh, people's teeth were broken deliberately, so they couldn't eat. Right. Uh, fingers broken. Um, you know, pretty terrible stuff, and it ran for a couple of years. But even then, uh, okay, we talk, we covered prostitutions. If yeah. in case, just in case, an American soldier, just just a warrior who happens to be a Marxist, listens to us, I, I like to list uh, a list of uh, communist hypocrisies very quickly. Then we have the the women. Of course, we talked about the the almost deliberately not dealing with the patriarchal issues. Um, I mean, there was some done, of course, women were working mm. and stuff and whatever. In the labor uh, camps. But I mean, not just in the labor yeah, camps, okay, but okay. Uh, in the labor force. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, including pol- politicians and stuff like that. Uh, there was... Uh, one... Oh, I completely lost my train of thought, but so I'm going to skip to the next topic. Oh right, the, okay. oh, I remembered. I remembered the yeah. back back in the day because, I, like I said, the prosecution office was uh, very centralized and uh, very powerful. It was more prestigious to be a prosecutor than to be a judge. So all the all the judges were female, mm-hmm. and even today, judges are predominantly female, or the prosecutors are male. Mm-hmm. Which you would think like the judges are more prestigious positions in in the West, but here it isn't because of that. Uh, Another one was a debate in the 60s about should women be allowed to wear pants because they um, uh, sort of uh, accentuate certain aspects of their anatomy a bit in a way that might might uh, interfere with the uh, standing of the good socialist men. So that one, that one, that, that, that was See, a debate. See, I'm just making these like, Motions like this. I guess yeah, you're uh, going to hear the podcast. You're going to see what I'm doing. A little bit, will you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking communist. Uh, yeah. Just like then. Then we have the issue of the uh, the of the gays. Right. Uh, should be allowed to wear pants? Um. <laughs> so do they have to wear skirts too? Uh, okay. Here's the issue with that. Um. Homosexuality was illegal in Bulgaria until 1969. But we're talking about possible to prove at least pretty, you know, um, if they like uh, walk with their hips and uh, uh, have limp wrists and uh, speak with a lisp and, <laughs> you know, like dick in their butts. That's uh, those are Western. Those are Western faggots. Yeah, I know. It's my faggots are mainly <laughs> are mainly men. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It, or they used to. Now that we have democracy, we have the, the more feminine ones. Yeah. Uh, but the, the thing was, uh, it became a way to deal with people, and there were some artists, some actors that got in trouble for that. Uh, 
because maybe they said some things. Yeah, of course. Uh, And famously, in 1963, I think it was, we had our first Pride Parade uh, decades before America did. Wow. With uh, the the bathhouse, the public bathhouse, because of course it's the bathhouse. uh, Right. Guest place in any country. Uh, They got together and they marched through Sofia. And some of them were uh, dressed in drag, of course, and uh, having a great time, right? Some of them were uh, like uh, topless or whatever. They were having a lot of fun. And the secret police called it an anti-state action and uh, basically against social order and against the socialist revolution, right? If you're gay, you're against socialism. And uh, the uh, they, they started investigating it and were going to crack down on it hard. But then they discovered that among the crowd were several high-ranking party officials. Ah, so, of course. So they had to drop the matter in order to avoid... But of course, <laughs> among the crowd were also some actors. So a few years later, they got they got back to them. Like when when the, the thing wasn't so much in, in, in memory, they kind of got back to them because... Uh, these systems are very vindictive. So if you get away with something, that doesn't mean you've gotten away with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, being gay meant that uh, you could be recruited to be an informer or an agent for the secret police. That they could blackmail with, with it, which was the main reason most people were in the secret police was because they got blackmailed into it. Right. Uh, so people right, in the so... secret police were gay, mainly. Uh. Some of them, some of them might have been... Uh, Bye. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, anything, anything you can think of, right? Yeah. You, you know, you... Like I said, uh, do I have a right? Uh, yes, of course you do. But can I? Uh, so, mm. it could be even stuff that's perfectly okay technically, but isn't. Uh, yeah. You know, the rules are not really... The, the rules are deliberately obscured. Mm-hmm. So you can get people. Um, yeah. And the okay. Then 1969, being nice. gay wasn't a crime anymore. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. It's a mental illness now. So they walk you in the wounded bin and inject you with drugs. So much better now. Yeah, that's. Uh... And of course, this it still applies that if you, uh, the state doesn't like you, it can just accuse you of being gay and stick you there. Uh, there was. There's an institution, like uh, Libertarian Twitter likes to talk about how public schools are prisons, but there's an institution in, in Bulgaria that was called the, how do I translate it? Labor Resocialization School. It sounds just as bad as it is. I mean, it is yeah, just as bad as it sounds. Because, it, yeah. It's, th- it's literally a prison for children. Mm-hmm. Who are gay? they work. Yes. Uh, one warden basically said, uh, these kids are, uh, you know, we can't re-socialize them. Most of them are gay. That's uh, a literal quote from an interview. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what happens if you, like, uh, have one, uh, you know, labor school, whatever, for uh, girls and one labor school, whatever, for boys, you know. No, no, no. They, they You get sent there. Oh, because, because you're gay. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. That's you go to regular school, everything's fine, but then one day, a principal doesn't like how you look at your classmates. We need to have a talk with you, and 
it, it slides from there, especially mm -hmm. if your family doesn't have connections. Right. Yeah. That's... And of course, then then we get to then we get to you become eighteen and you get drafted, and then things get really fucking bad for these people, mm -hmm. like really fucking bad. Like they they get they they commit suicide, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't really trust those numbers of suicide. Like like in the Russian army. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a. It's same thing. The, these people, I don't think that many of them kill themselves. Yeah. yeah, right. I think they get beaten to death. Yeah. Wait, the is it still the gay kids? Or is this just... Oh, it no, doesn't have to be gay kids. Yeah, okay. you, you might just be a pussy. Yeah, yeah. Like, so the way that my dad used to talk about it, which made me so sad, he used to talk about men that like to play chess. Which is technically highly, at least... The popular, right, right. But, the popular but, notion is... Right, but like, he used to talk about men that play chess that he met in the army mm -hmm. that had hung themselves. Or a man that played chess that had "quote unquote" killed themselves, right? Like, like is, is, is chess like a metaphor for gay sex or something? No, it just implies that you're. It's just not... like a metaphor for being not a manly man that's gonna beat everybody else up. Right, right, oh, right. Okay. Which is so sad, right? Like, I, mean, I, I remember, I think like, Russia, Russia yeah. actually invented chess boxing, I think. Was it Russia that invented it? Chess boxing? There's a literal Isn't sport. That... Chess boxing. As... Do you know about that one? As chess boxing? Chess Box. boxing. Yeah, you play uh, five moves of chess. Then you beat the shit out of each other for a round. Then you continue playing chess. It, it, I'm not sure if it's a joke or real thing. It's but I'm sure it's a, fucking, it's a right. fucking real thing. Okay. Huh. But, but like the way you talk about it, right? Is that if you say that boy used to like to play chess... And he hung himself. You know everything that you needed. To yeah. Know, which is so. Which sad. is that he lost in chess. No, It's more like <laughs> yeah. right. You got sent into the army when you shouldn't have been in the army. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. And, it's, uh, and now you're damaged. Yeah. It was a weak twink. Yeah. 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 But not necessarily. It would just be a nerd. Yeah. That's yeah. True. I mean, <sighs> same thing, really. You know, gay people don't have a monopoly on uh, a femininity. Suicide. And that too, but they can have it. Yeah, that's really well said, right? Like, it, like if you take like my cousin for example, like I'm so glad that my cousin moved away from Russia before he was recruited into the army for two years, is because like. Like, he is a computer engineer. Like, he writes code. He's good at what he does. Mm -hmm. He didn't need to be bullied to the point of paying himself. Yeah. 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 Right? Like, it, 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 it's just like... Mm -hmm. You know, it's... Like, uh, Eastern European societies are entirely based on bullying from top yeah. to bottom. Which is partially good and partially bad, right? Like uh, I mentioned no good all this stuff. I mean, like, but like, I, but I feel like maybe the silver lining is that like you're more fine to track with other like libertarians online because I'll make fun of you and you're like, oh, you're making fun of me. You're my friend. I love you now. Please accept me, right? 
Right, like, so it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Listen, we, we yes. call each other on the podcast, we call each other retard or whatever and faggot. Yeah. Yeah. That's everybody here trusts each other to not be malignant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. all doing it a good fun. Yeah. And it's a bonding thing. But yes. The yes. bullying is yes. when everybody gangs up on someone specifically in order for the rest of the group to, to bond and yes. trust that someone. It's uh mm-hmm. and that's how these societies work. That's I mean, why racism yeah. oh I didn't talk about the gypsies. Oh, right. right. I you mean, I've been talking gypsies. all about them, but again. Yeah, but not 40... directly about them. Communism had 45 years to integrate them at least partially into yeah. society. It Mm-mm. didn't even try. Mm-hmm. These people still live in, I mean, these people live in houses built out of scrap, literally. Mm-hmm. Stuff they found on the street. Okay, let's just pile this over here. This is a house now. You can Google some pictures from Bulgaria. The worst ghetto in America looks better. Right. Mm-hmm. Except maybe that one in a way where it's all tense. In... Yeah. But still, it's a... Skid uh, Row. Yeah. Maybe that one's worse, but... Yeah. The... So, gypsies... Uh... And those... Those, uh, those communities are... Horrib- horribly illiterate. Uh, if you talk about patriarchy, they're super patriarchal. They're super insulated. Uh, I mean, and of course, those girls from those communities get trafficked by their boyfriends all the time, like uh, in Western Europe. One. Uh, okay, it's working. Yay, it's going. Yay. Oh, God. Okay, so, gypsies. Uh, gypsies. Very literate. Uh, all, of the, all of the women trafficked. <laughs> right. All of, the, all of the votes are controlled. They vote for specific, uh, uh, specific parties, depending on mm-hmm. the situation, depending on how, how the different parties sort of... Uh, agree with each other about who gets how many votes from where so that's a problem literacy levels are well like they're not integrated at all communism basically it was much more convenient for them to to keep them uh not integrated into the socialist order like uh yeah that they failed in what they claimed they were going to do, which was, uh, you know, deal with minorities. So we covered women, we covered minorities, we covered the gays. Um, should we cover the working class for quickly? I've... How do you find the working class? I guess that's the question. Uh, I poor would people. like to propose that we... Work we, um, factories. Okay. That we get into the finding and covering the working class on the next episode okay yeah um because it's uh the point running is on my bedtime oh okay yeah. oh, oh we are we already. are so so yeah. so sorry the, um you still haven't gotten over your circumcision have you <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> the sorry. point of i'm sorry <laughs> oh. God damn it! I'm gonna start apologizing now just to make you feel bad. Because... <laughs> I, I, I'm just sorry, no matter what. Um, 
Maybe we'll have a so, part two. I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna shut up now. I, having a part two is good, actually. It's, yeah. Uh, so free the, content. Yeah. yeah. The part of the, the comment was that it felt all oh, these groups, including the working class, and we can get to details how exactly in what detail mm -hmm. at some later point. But that's it. It it felt all of the all of the goals it set for itself. Uh, and pretty much the only thing it achieved was it made a the, the greatest achievement of Bulgarian socialism is actually a device called Chushkopek, which is a little portable oven for peppers. You mm. stick it in and you get a pepper out. It looks like the trash can uh, Mac Pro, if you know what that one looks like. This little black right. round thing. Yeah. Right. That's what that's yeah. one consumer product for 45 years developed in a country one consumer product yeah. that's the i mean achievement. i honestly can't think of you know uh much more than one norwegian invention either like ever so there are norwegian companies making products right that consumers buy. well i mean sure at least yeah. probably uh but yeah yeah i mean Okay, we invented like the cheese um, slicer, and uh, we invented a uh, rape and uh, pillaging and uh, based. Yeah, uh, and putting horns on helmets apparently. No, that was the Germans. That was cultural appropriation. Uh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I mean the the Vikings didn't even do it, so yeah. <laughs> And then the Americans gave them Mohawks for some reason. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of strange. They seem to confuse every like uh, uh, native group of people. So like Mohawks is I mean, actually jokes on them because if you watch uh, American depictions in like Japanese anime and movies, it's absolutely hilarious. Mm, you you yeah. realize, okay, this is what Japanese think Americans are like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty based. Um, and if you, yeah. got, you know, like Indian movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, like now that we have arrived at the topic of Japanese and Indian movies, I uh, suggest we uh, uh, put a a stop behind this. Or I I guess that doesn't quite work in English. In Dutch, you would say we set er een punt achter. Like we put a point behind it, but it's not really expression i don't think in english in bulgarian we say uh write dick on the wall and let's leave because <laughs> that's the reason you visit some some place it's to write uh, to draw a dick on the wall <laughs> wait it's you guys who are doing that huh yeah like it's it, the joke is uh two bulgarians went to visit the pyramids and they were in there and one said uh, just we saw the pyramids just draw a dick on it and let's fucking leave <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, uh, in that case, let's draw a dick on it and leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do either of you have any plugs to give out, uh, apart from the ones up your ass? Um, <laughs> I guess just at you know, Fraud, Birdian, or Fat Konkin. <sighs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. follow Roth Birdian for like screeching at fat people on Twitter. <laughs> no, no. I uh, I don't do it that often. 
<laughs> I mean, you've only done that thing since I started uh, powering. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. I promise That's, you, um, I'm much nicer than you guys think point. I am. Take a uh, shot every time Ross Burden apologizes. Yeah, that's... <laughs> put that in the description. Yeah. That's gonna take a lot of, That's going to take a lot of sausage. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So uh, let me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My uh, books. Uh, on Twitter. Don't follow me there. That's my private account. I just tweet about how uh, how terrible my life is and how much I dislike reality uh, and occasionally tweet about uh, other stuff that I find cool. But you can check out my YouTube channel called Strange Stack. Strange uh, Stack? Yes. I talk about magic cool. there okay, and cool. mathematics. Uh, but I haven't... The been... gathering or the... Uh, like, uh, like the candle stuff, yes. Yeah, right. Uh, right. But it's it's scientifically based, so it's all about uh, doing mathematics and fucking with computers. Uh, but <laughs> I haven't I haven't produced any of the episodes I planned. It, planned. I just made a few introductory ones, but I have stuff mm -hmm. planned. I just life kind of fucked me in the couple last couple of months, so that's why I haven't been keeping up. But you can check that out. And there's also a. a Twitter account called Strange Stack, which I don't use, but it's there, so you can follow that. And that's it. Yeah. And if you mm -hmm. give me a follow request on my main account, I'm going to inspect it, and I I think you're an idiot. I'm not going to let you in. So be careful. All right. I will judge you. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, with All that. Right. Uh, Thank you so much you know for having us on. What? Yeah. Thank well, you. you know, yeah. you're welcome. And. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, um, this is really fun. I yeah, yeah, we should yeah. definitely uh, do another episode, and then maybe we make it a little bit earlier so we have some more time. Uh, yeah, so maybe it doesn't fuck up my entire Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck your Friday. Uh, I'm right with you. I fucking hate my Fridays. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one was a fucking shit show because we had technical issues, but yeah. I don't care. Go fuck yourself. Goodbye. It's Trendy Liberal, Angelina Jolie, and I'm sick of it, and I'm calling you out, scum. Oh,